confessions of a Disney cast member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. In today's episode, I will be chatting with Kelly, who's sprinkled her pixie dust in attractions at Disneyland and in guest relations over on the West Coast. So hi, Kelly. Hello. I'm so glad to be speaking to you again after I dropped wine on my laptop. We probably have to <laughs> face the elephant in the room in this situation. I'm so sad that we missed our last episode, but also so excited because I get to talk with you again. I know. I'm excited to be here and to talk yeah. and share everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. I also have to, do you know what, let's be real with the, with our listeners. It's currently... 3am here I was supposed to be talking to you an hour ago and I was super prepared and like moved the moved the dogs and the family around the house so I could have space to record this like properly <laughs> and I ended up over sleeping past my alarm so that's brilliant but Kelly's a darling and is is here an hour later anyway <laughs> oh of course but yeah so before we um get started Kelly I'm gonna say let's do a little Disney quick fire to get in the Disney mood does that sound good all right yeah I'm down Let's do it. So tell me, Kelly, what your favorite Disney park in the world is. Oh my gosh. My favorite is probably my home park, Disneyland, just because, you know, I grew up with it. Uh, it's something I've always shared with my family, my friends, and it's what really inspired me to be a cast member. Yeah. But I would have to say, if I had the chance, I probably would say Tokyo Disney because. I cannot stop watching YouTube videos about how amazing that park looks. And I think the Imagineers did such an amazing job over there. So I feel like my answer might change, but for now, Disneyland has my heart. Amazing. Love it. I totally agree with you on Tokyo. I'm like, get me there. Like as soon as right. COVID is all wrapped up, it's like top of the bucket list. I cannot wait. Right. So. The food, the merchandise, the oh my rides, God. the characters. The merchandise. I'm like, <laughs> why can't we get that? Like, don't get me right. wrong. I love, I love my Disney match. I love it. But Tokyo just does it right. So oh, they're on a different level. <laughs> they are. Get us there. Um, but favorite ride at a Disney park, Kelly. Oh my gosh, I would have to say it's probably Rise of the Resistance. I know it's like a brand new ride, but uh, I remember going on it for my cast preview and I dressed up like Ray because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. It's something I've always loved since I was a kid. And being on that ride made me super emotional. I straight up cried on it, you know, and I don't remember a Disney ride ever like moving me to tears like that. It's it's just so well done. The Imagineers did such an amazing job. And I look forward to getting every chance I can to get on it when I'm there and, you know, showing everybody how awesome this ride is. That is what it is, isn't it? It's that like when you're a cast member, you almost you take pride in work, even even though it's not your own. You're like, OK, guys, you've got to come and do this because it's like the new thing. I did that with Flight of Passage with every single person that came and visited me over in Disney World when I was there. I was like, guys, there's this new ride. It's like <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, wait, I, didn't, I didn't actually design this this attraction, but still, it's really cool. Like, really? You guys got to see how cool. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, OK. Favorite show on Disney property favorite show oh like entertainment yeah mm, definitely phantasmic but i would say the original phantasmic before they redid it here because oh. that show also moves me to tears uh yeah. just something about seeing mickey in the finale with the music the mark twain riverboat coming out with all the characters it's just something i've always shared and 
especially during like the 60th anniversary where I was watching Paint the Night and I was watching Design Forever and then I'd end the night with Fantasmic and it's just my favorite thing to do with my friends. Totally agree with you. Fantasmic just is epic, like in every proportion. Yeah. That I can even when someone says Fantasmic, even when you just said it, then I can literally hear the like, dun, 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 and I'm like, oh, right, like my neck go up. I'm like, yes, me that. too, me too. Um, and I love the Peter Pan scene, everything from the original yeah. and Snow yeah. White and the lift. Oh. Yeah, I love it. I loved it. Loved it. Insane. Don't get me wrong, Insane. the new one's cool too, but nothing beats the original for me. Exactly. <laughs> totally agree with you. Okay, favorite go-to snack slash drink at a Disney park Ooh, okay favorite snack might have to be a little basic and say that I really like the Dole Whip float specifically Ooh. the float yeah I don't know it's like refreshing because I have the soft serve to go with it but then I also have got like the pineapple juice to sip on you know it's it's the perfect combination I really like it, it. Is. it is and it's definitely. something <laughs> funny thing is when I had my cast preview recently for the reopening of Disneyland I tried to think what am I going to get like what's the first snack like I need to have after we've been closed for so long. And of course yeah. I got a Dole Whip. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. You've got to do it, haven't you? It's a classic. And yeah. you know, it, like you said, it's a drink and it's a snack. So yes. can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and my last question for you in this quick fire, Kelly, is if you could work in any role for Disney that you haven't done already, what would you do? Wow. I would probably have to say working Rise of the Resistance. I say that because there's two different roles that you can do. You can be a part of the First Order or you could be a part of the Rebel Alliance. And I think that would be really cool to theme with guests. Uh, And you could create really cool experiences with them. Uh, And I think that would also make like a huge impact on the guest experience, you know, is like remembering how in character and well-themed that cast member was with their area so I feel like that would be really cool and and their costumes are really neat oh amazing they're so good and I just love like to go up to I don't know what you guys call it on the west coast we call it CDS where you like go up to the computer and pick out your position yes yes and I love like I'm I'm so like I go up and get like my you're in the chippy today or you're you're seating today and it's like oh no you're in the rebel alliance today just that feeling was <laughs> the best i know right so cool so cool okay well now we are in the disney mood kelly let's get into your disney journey so yeah. tell me where it all began where did your love for disney start and your love for the parks and why did you initially apply to work for the company yeah okay so um, I was born and raised here in Los Angeles, California. So going to Disneyland is like pretty much the norm here in Southern California. You know, there's a lot of us that have annual passes. So my mom, being a Disney lover, ha- had us get annual passes as a kid. And I loved going to Disneyland. It's just something that I've always shared with my family. Yeah. And then for a couple of years, my family got bigger and, you know, Disneyland can be expensive. So We stopped getting annual passes. And when I finally had my first job in high school, I saved up and I bought myself the most expensive Disney pass. (laughs) And I was like, all right, this is my first big purchase. That is a big purchase. Yeah, it's big. It was like over a thousand (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Amazing. 
I did it. I, I made the leap and uh, I spent every weekend at Disneyland. It was my senior year of high school and I loved it. I, I was judged how much I would go to Disneyland during <laughs> that year. And uh, that year was also the year that the 60th started at Disneyland. And the 60th is what really inspired me to work there. Mm. It was such a special time, you know, and some memory that I'll always look back on was actually during the 24 hour day at Disneyland, which was of course chaotic and a disaster, but um, being there and getting to see Disneyland forever and paint the night for the first time ever. It was just, it just made me think, wow, like I want to be a part of this. This I want to do, yeah, this is special. I want to do something here. I want to make magic. And so, yeah, I, I shortly applied after that and I started working there. <laughs> wow. So you went the direct route rather than obviously going through college program, right? Correct. Yeah. So I actually, um, when I actually didn't make it the first time I applied for Disney. Wow. So yeah, I didn't pass one of the web interviews because that's a, one of the steps that you need to take. I know, right? You're like, look at her now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you can only apply once every six months. So I was right. feeling, you know, kind of defeated at that point. But um, my friends pushed me and inspired me to apply Universal. And uh, it just so happened that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter was opening up here for, you know, the grand opening. So yeah. they had an opening. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do it. And I got hired there. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, we obviously love our Universal, like, <laughs> cast and our Universal Parks too as well. So, like, how, what was the initial feeling towards working for Universal over Disney initially when when you didn't get Disney the first time was it like you know what I'm still in the theme park industry like it's a great experience for me um and obviously working in the wisdom world of Harry Potter is pretty cool like what was that whole experience like for you working there exactly what you said you know I was really excited to just work in a theme park and of all things to be a part of the grand opening for something like that is historic and on top of that, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, you know? Oh, yeah. Same. So <laughs> when I initially applied, um, they gave me the job for Forbidden Journey. And the costume there is, of course, the Hogwarts uniform. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I get to be a Hogwarts student. Yeah, I'm going to Hogwarts. Like, my, my hour has finally arrived. Like, my letters yes! are finally here. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So being a part of that was super amazing and something that I will always cherish and it was it gave me so much experience in the sense that like I got to open something for the first time and it was a learning experience for everyone you know things yeah. changed every other week you know and so it was really fun getting to be a part of that but more than anything it was interesting to learn how attractions work you know yeah what things work what things don't so I think it taught me a lot and it's something that I definitely brought to my Disney interview six months later. Amazing. So there we go. That was a really nice side sweep. I know, Disney right? There. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so six months later, we, we get back into the application process for Disney. Yes. Where do we go from there, Kelly? 
So I saw that they had another attractions opening and I was like, okay, cool. I got attractions experience. So I was like, let's mm-hmm. try again. So this time I passed the web-based interview and Thank sometimes God. the wording <laughs> and some of the questions can be tricky. So I, I psyched myself out, but yeah. uh, I finally passed that. And then I was able to schedule an in-person interview. So after, as soon as I did that, I, I had a, went ahead and went to casting here in Anaheim and I had my interview and they, um, it went really well, <laughs> obviously Amazing. since I'm still there, but, yeah. uh, they had offered me a role in attractions. And since I had attractions experience, you know, they were kind of leaning towards more of that because here in Disneyland, they post attractions, custodial merchandise and retail all in one job posting and you get to pick which one you want most so because I had that experience they were leaning more towards me going into attractions which I mean I was just going to say that's like almost like a I think a lot of our attractions customers that we've spoken to in this podcast as much as every other role is still absolutely obviously amazing to get into attract the attractions at the Disney parks a lot of people go to these parks for these attractions and they are something you can't work at anywhere else in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, she had offered me an attractions role initially after my interview and she had asked me which side I wanted to work on. She said, you got Disneyland or California Adventure? And I was like, Disneyland, please. (laughs) Nothing against California Adventure, but I really wanted to be on the Disneyland side. And so she had told me that there was one spot left in Adventureland attractions. And I was like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got really lucky because that was one of the lands I was hoping to get. I was hoping either Adventureland or New Orleans. So I was really happy Brilliant. that I got Adventureland. <laughs> I mean, so what when you found out your Adventureland, what positions were on the table for you at that point? As in, like, what attractions could you have been in? Yeah. So in Adventureland, you had, um, you have Indiana Jones, you have mm-hmm. the Jungle Cruise, and then you had frontier uh big thunder mountain but that went to Fantasyland at some point for some reason right interesting <laughs> yeah, so when i was a, when i finally came in we didn't have the option to learn uh, big thunder mountain anymore which i mean we've we've rides like jungle cruise and indiana jones on the cards to be fair it probably makes sense when it comes to these two huge attractions that do have a lot of capacity to be learning about um but where was, so where did you go first? Yeah, so that's the scary part too, is uh, you find out your land and they give you your orientation date, which is traditions. And right. you don't find out the attraction that you get until your first day of uh, traditions. Yeah. That is crazy. That so is I'm like, so oh my nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to be my first attraction, you know? And so I think it was like after the first day too so you sit down you learn you know everything and then they hand you a pamphlet and it tells you your what ride you got and yeah. what days your training is going to be and so I found out I got Indiana Jones <laughs> uh, and you know from last time we spoke like Indiana Jones is probably my favorite ride like on Disney property I love it so so much I've like I've only been to Disneyland I think three times now and honestly it's like the must do and I've only been a day at a time as well so I'm like I don't care what I do as long as I got an Indiana Jones at least twice I'm fine like once the start of day once the end of the day um what was it's obviously a very I mean every attraction is safety critical and um like obviously without revealing any magic what was it like working on such an iconic attraction yeah um 
it can be overwhelming because it is like a big e-ticket attraction. So it's, you know, five days of training and it's a lot of information that is thrown at you because, you know, more than anything, it's learning the safety of the ride. Yeah. You know, you're literally in charge of people's lives and that can be scary. <laughs> so learning all of that and taking that all in, it, it can be a little overwhelming, yeah. but uh, you have such amazing trainers and supportive cast members that are there to help you. So it doesn't seem so bad. And honestly, what I've learned is that it's overwhelming at first, but the more you work that attraction, the better you get at it. Definitely, 100%. And how long were you at the attraction for? I was at Adventureland for about nine months. Nine months, okay. And yes. you did, remind me, you did actually get cross-trained then over in, on Jungle Cruise, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so I, you technically can't get cross-trained for an attraction until you've been in the department for four months. So that's when you earn your ears and you're off of probation. So I got jungle cruise training i want to say about five months after i came into the company yeah just about yeah um and i mean that is again a whole different type of role as much as it's attractions like what a different experience again without revealing too much magic talk me through what it was like working on jungle cruise i was scared to be quite honest um you know, going from a, an attraction where it's efficiency is like the number one key, essentially, yeah. where you're, you're not really interacting with guests, you're more like, you know, sending vehicles, you know, to this where you're totally interacting with guests was yeah. a huge, huge change for me. And it was very scary. <laughs> um, during training, you don't go over the script until like the third day. Wow. And that's when you start getting people on your boat, you know? Because no they way. Yeah. So first they want to make sure you can drive the boat, make sure it's safe, you know, make sure you know how to do it so nothing bad happens. And yeah, that's when uh the third day is they start they start throwing people on your boat and you're kind of just like, ah <laughs> and the backside of water. Like, right? like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how many times have I been on jungle cruise and how many things can I remember? And how many like <laughs> How cool can I be to make these guests like it, like me? And all of that stuff must be going through your head. Yes. Um, this was a brand new for me, for sure. And, you know, luckily it wasn't so bad because, you know, it's not like a super strict script, you know, just because, yeah. and that's obvious because when you go on the ride, you're not always hearing the same exact jokes. Yeah. So you have a variety of jokes that you can use. And the biggest thing for me too was that, the more I did it, the more I found my groove and found the jokes that I like to tell. And it kind of just became like second nature at that point where I would, it was like, okay, I got this. Yeah, definitely. I think like with anything, obviously I worked at the Raisin Crown over in Epcot and even being a server, like you, you get your own flow. But yeah, I mean, now to move on to the most recent part of your Disney journey, which has recently come back into action as well guest relations what uh, like to be a plaid is just a dream of so many of ours how did you go from being a jungle cruise skipper to being guest relations cast member yeah 
I knew that even before I started working for Disney, that it was a role that I had always wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work in City Hall. That was just a dream of mine. And I know for some that's so scary, but yeah. uh, I knew that was something I wanted to do. And so uh, actually when I had hit my four months in attractions, I submitted my transfer. I was like, listen, I really want to go to guest relations. And the way with transferring works is, you know, you put in your transfer, you have your manager sign off and uh, your applications on like on file. And they'll basically right. call you if they have an opening. So it was about, uh, I want to say seven, seven to eight months into attractions. They called me and they're like, hey, so we would like to interview you for guest relations. Now for that, that's uncommon when you're transferring because normally when you transfer, you don't have to do another interview. But because right. it's guest relations, I had to do another interview. And so that was very scary. <laughs> I basically yeah. had a, a phone call and they were like, okay, and so name all the lands uh, in Disneyland, name all the amenities at the hotels. You know, they were testing my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And so, you're like, this is my favorite kind of pop quiz. Like I can do this yeah, every day of the week. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> exactly. So I, yeah, initially passed that and they told me that I would be hearing within like two weeks if I got it or not. And uh, I got the call and they told me, all right, you're going to start training in a month and we'll see you then. <laughs> wow. What a crazy turnaround. So within the space of, am I right in saying within the space of like two years, you've gone from working, starting opening the Wisdom World of Harry Potter to eventually getting this role with guest relations? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. About like a year what? apart almost. Yeah. What a journey. Like that is absolutely insane. I mean, to run through guest relations as a role for anyone that's listening, what, um, what are your day-to-day -day typical duties as a guest relations cast member? Wow. Well, I will be honest with you. It's changed a lot since, yeah. uh, before we shut down. Of course. Uh, but I guess pre- uh, pre-pandemic, it was, you have so many locations that you can work in guest relations. You have yeah. city hall, you have, uh, information kiosks that are located throughout the park. You have, uh, an ambassador role where you get to walk around and essentially help guests that way. You have lost and found, you have guided tours, you have VIP tours, you have, uh, the window, which is like corporate ticketing. There's just so many things that you can do in my department. Yeah. And so it depends on the location that you work, but typically your role is to help guests. You know, you're the point of information for guests. If they have questions, they're gonna come to you. Uh, if they have a concern, if they have a compliment for a cast member, they'll come to you. Uh, disability services is also a huge thing that we help with. So those are just some of the typical things that you'll help with. And I mean, you mentioned, obviously, this will be a good time to bring in the fact that you have you have been fortunate enough to get back and to be working for the mouse. Once again, the last time we spoke, it was, I said this to you before we started, that it's so weird that this was like a prospect. Like, um, I found out that I was coming back in late March and they gave me about two, three weeks for me to come back for training. And uh, it was really nerve wracking, <laughs> you know, and a lot of uh, information being thrown at me. But uh, yeah, training was only like two days. And I initially came back um, for Touch of Disney and Downtown right. Disney, because uh, Downtown okay. Disney was something that my department had been working since uh, last summer. 
So I was being trained for that. I was not being trained for the actual park opening yet. So I got to work Touch of Disney and Downtown Disney. And it wasn't until a couple of weeks later, about like a week before we opened that we started getting trained to help open up the parks. So obviously getting back into the parks after all that time, it can be a daunting feeling, I guess, because you just want to make the magic like you did before. You don't want anything to change, but obviously the world has changed since then. It it is a different time to be enjoying the magic and being in the parks. Um, But I'm guessing it was just a case of saying, okay, guys, we're all in this together. Like none of us know how this is going to go. We've just got to come together, be as safe as possible and bring the magic back. Right. Absolutely that, you know, it's, if anything, it's brought us closer together because like you said, it's a learning experience. A lot of us are learning. There are still many things that are changing each day, you know? And so it's comforting knowing that, yeah, maybe my lead doesn't know either, but it's all about, you know, finding those answers together and working together as a team, you know, one team, one dream. (laughs) And we've been saying that a lot. Exactly. Yeah, no, we've been doing that. (laughs) Incredible, incredible. Well, I mean, seeing those pictures on Instagram and I I don't know, it was New York Times or whoever, like, released them pictures and all the cast members, like, tearing up and stuff. I was like, I was like, Kelly probably knows these plans that are in these, like, pictures that are, like, going out (laughs) I know that got posted by the LA Times, too. (laughs) So now you're back at Disney making the magic, Kelly, and like I said, I'm just... It gives me chills to know that you're back doing that. I wish I could be doing that so bad. And um, their like guest experiences are at the forefront of everything we do. That's why we do what we do at the end of the day, especially as a guest relations person like yourself. Is there a memorable guest experience that stands out for you from your time in the company so far? My gosh, there's been so many experiences you know especially in guest relations because that's all you do is you're interacting with guests but um I think probably the one that stands out to me the most is uh it was my first year in guest relations and we were working the candlelight show which happens you know every December um the first weekend and uh it's a very hectic time at Disneyland you know pretty much town square is pretty much closed uh for viewing and so uh we tend to work out there directing uh the flow of traffic for guests just to make sure nothing stand it's not standstill and so i encountered this little boy and his dad and they got separated from their family and so i was trying to help them out we kind of realized that they weren't going to be able to (laughs) reach mom (laughs) so i stood with them for the last half of the show and trying to calm down uh, the little boy because he uh, was on the spectrum and so I was playing with him we were dancing together and his dad was like super appreciative that you know I was helping calm him down and so finally once the show's over we uh we reunite with mom and uh, the mom sees how well that I'm getting along with her son and she starts crying and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and she was like, you know, this is our first year coming here without grandma and, uh-huh. you know, he was really close to grandma and so being able to see you interact with him and help calm him down, it really means a lot. 
and so uh, that moved me to tears you know I'm literally like like, I'm like it's 3 30 in the morning I should not be crying at 3 30 in the morning (laughs) wow and it just invents so much to me that you know I was able to make that impact for them you know and really turn it around and uh, they ended up leaving me a compliment and the cool thing about getting compliments here is uh it gets put into a certificate and it's uh, literally reads what the guest wrote about you. And so I got um, to keep that. And so that's something that I'll forever remember because, you know, it's there in my little certificate. Definitely. And it's so funny because it does, it literally is just a part of our job at the end of the day as customers. We, we, it's not, we, it's not like we're going out of our way to make this grand gesture. This is what we are here to do at the end of the day. But for a family who has been separated or they've got, like you said, like this was the first time without grandma and it, it just can end up changing the entire perspective on the company, the parks and the experience that Disney brings to people's lives. Absolutely. You know, you, you never know the power that you have to really impact someone's, you know, perception of Disney or their, their trip, you know, it may seem small to us, but it means the world to them. And, I, and having that power is, it's just amazing. It's everything. Oh, all the chills. I love it. I, know, I love right? it. Like, it like you get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, don't you? Like, <laughs> oh, I love Disney. I love my job. Um, nice. But okay. <laughs> Highlight of your with the company so far, Kelly. I know that is like the hardest question. I was like picking your favorite child, but like, what's the hardest <laughs> um, <laughs> highlight of your um, time with Disney so far? I would actually have to say that it was recently. I was fortunate enough to work the reopening for Disneyland. And so I got there super early and uh, I started like, I don't know, about an hour before the park opened. And mm. it was insane getting to see, you know, Bob Iger, Josh Amaro, just everyone there on Main Street, you know, like you could just tell like, oh my God, I'm a part of history. Like this is really yeah. happening, you know? And so I think what really did it for me was I was standing in front of City Hall and I got to see our first guests come in and being able to just wave and tell people, welcome home. It really, really did it for me. I was crying. I'm crying. Uh, The guests were crying. (laughs) That day was full of tears. It was just, just knowing that I'm a part of history and Mm. being there is just, it's something that I'm forever going to hold close to my heart. Literally, honestly, like I'm the thought of, I'm literally tearing up because the thought of going into a Disney park again is so overwhelming for people that um, have been cast members or, I mean, the parks are my happy place. I think so many people that listen to this podcast as well, they're happy place. So um, it's just so reassuring to hear someone who is there at the opening who has been there very recently at the opening of these parks that yes we were away for a while but things are back and yes things might be slightly different but we're here to bring back what we all love the most and that is the parks and the magic they bring to our lives absolutely absolutely 
Kelly, you've got me choking up early in the morning. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. I love a good cry at 3 30 a.m. Um, but okay, my last question for you, Kelly, and you know what's coming because I pre-warned you. I haven't had much time to think about it, but I am I gonna ask you a big question. So cue the suspense music, please. Kelly, I want to know what your deepest, darkest Disney confession is. Oh my gosh. I'm like still trying to figure out what it is, you know? There's just, there's so many things that it could be. Uh, okay, I think I have mine. I think I got okay. it. Okay, let's go for okay. it. I do not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Main Street Electrical Parade. <gasps> oh my god, that is a Now confession. listen. Yeah, go on, hit me. I think it's cute. Don't get yeah. me wrong, it's it's filled with nostalgia. And yeah. I'll, I'll see it when it comes back, because I also had to work it, a lot of it. And so the first night it came back, I was super excited. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's been so many years since it's been here. And as you watch it for the first time, you're like, okay, that was good. Yeah. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad because I know so many people travel far and wide yeah. to come see this parade. And I, again, I'm okay only seeing it once every okay. now and then. There we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the music's cool, but... Yeah, do you know so... what? It's just... <laughs> it's a spectacle but I think when you've got things like you said you're such a huge Fantasmic fan like when you've got other things going on you're like okay I can pass on the electrical right? break, right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh yes once you've seen Paint the Night the best electrical parade you just you can't see anything else you can't it Paint can't be topped Oh, it's the best. <laughs> totally agree with you but wow what a confession I love it Kelly no. I absolutely love it so uh, no, no like no no hard feelings at all like we all have our favorites and our not so favorites so you know no shade on kelly please or i'll be <laughs> coming for you all um but, <laughs> but kelly it has been such a pleasure talking to you and um, this morning for me and this like coming up to evening for you and thank you so much for taking the time out to come back and record this i know you're super busy right now and i mean it just proves how dedicated you are to making magic and spreading magic across the world to come and share what you've been up to over the past few weeks with our listeners so i just want to say a huge thank you to you yeah no thank you for having me i'm, I'm so happy to be back making the magic and despite what's going on in the world it's still amazing to bring back that magic Definitely. Well, I can't wait to get my butt over to West Coast and yes. get to Disneyland to come and see you in your plaid. I'm so excited for it. I'll 100% <laughs> as soon as I can, girl. But for one last time, let's hear it for Kelly, everyone. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Castle. But thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.